Mm, I just need a second to recover. Stuck halfway, like I imagine so many of you are. Between worship and disdain for my body, mm, some days I look at it and I only see the progress, I only see the muscles, I only see how good it looks compared to how it used to not so long ago. And, how strong parts of it look no matter what. Just the other day, I was admiring my neck. I was admiring it for at least a minute, maybe two. Just looking it up and down and tensing it, flexing it. I know it's quite a tease. It's not quite ready to send you another picture yet. But teasing is part of sexuality, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Oh. And I just so enjoy the way that parts of me look. My chest is so big, the pecs are sticking out, you know, jutting out past the stomach now. And it looks really good. Uh, the arms are largely tensing up and keeping their shape. They don't look great all the time, like I'm flexing all the time with my perfect body and muscles, but they do look rather good. Uh, the shape of them, at least, is starting to, and I just love it. And again, I was admiring my neck, I was admiring my shoulders and parts of my body just the other day, and I thought, oh, you sex machine on the scene, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. You don't just feel strong, you look strong. Women are going to love it. Women are absolutely going to love it. They're going to love you. Uh, 
And then today I look in the mirror, and if I saw me naked in the woods, I would shoot a gun at me and run the other direction. <laughs> if, I, if I saw me naked in the woods today, I would call up Aaron Mankey, and I would start talking about how there needs to be a new cryptid episode immediately, because I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes, and I just legitimately from the bottom of my heart uh, find it just so frustrating and I'm so with any of you women out there who straddle this line between one day feeling super sexy and confident and ready and the next just not at all uh, it's very funny how little it can change my diet's been very good the last 72 hours uh my mentality's been good, so it's just one of those things. I can't really explain it. Um, but a couple days ago, I just felt like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to get measured for a suit uh, pretty soon here in a couple of months. And I'm just really, really, really into it. And uh, I'm in love with every part of the process, except, of course, uh, for the shape of my body, I want it to be as, as nice for the suit as possible. It's kind of like getting married, I feel like. And it's not, you know, you have to, you have to plan for the weight you're going to be instead of the weight you want to be. But I want And I've got a couple of more months before we start that process, and I'm, I'm trying to use them to the fullest of my ability. Uh, and it's just so much easier when you give yourself that mental thumbs up. When you, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, yeah, instead of looking in the mirror and going, ah. <laughs> so uh, what can I do is what I've been asking myself all day. What can I do to, to really feel gratitude for how far I've come, for the opportunities I've been given to, to heal up? To, to get back to a place where I have a lot of energy and I have I have self-respect and I I have a I have a launch pad essentially that I can you know send projects off from this is this is where I'm happiest in life and I have these things now so how can I look at it through that perspective of gratitude and appreciation for what I have and what I've gained and how I can use that? to push off from here. And so I've done a couple of things today that I've never done in my life, ever, not once. And this is going to sound a little strange, I guess, because you don't have a lot of details about me, but here we go. The, the first thing I did is I explicitly took out old pictures of myself that I didn't like. I don't keep a lot of old pictures of myself, so to take out pictures of myself that I kept and didn't like is, is a bit of a victory unto itself, I feel. And uh, I just sort of put them around. Uh, it's, on my, it's on my computer. It's there on my computer. Uh, I was once with a very, very beautiful woman who was very into me. And then I broke her heart because that's what I do. And one thing that I did while well, she was still happy with me, uh, was take her to a photo booth. And I didn't want to go in that photo booth 
in the same way that a snake doesn't want to be thrown into a giant glass cage of mongoose. And I, I, I had to do it, and it was this incredibly unflattering angle. Not that, not that there's very many flattering angles for me, but the, I'm a tall guy, and so the camera, the placement of the camera, I had to lean down, like slump my shoulders down just to get to eye level with it, and then also tilt my head down a little bit. And then she wanted to like push heads against each other and, and that sort of, she was so cute. And she was so happy. And all she wanted was nice pictures. And I, it's this photo booth, you know, we got two things and we, we split up our four photos each. This photo booth was just this, this face punching for me. I didn't want to take the pictures. I didn't want to do it. I was already kind of stressed out just being at this level of a date with this person. I didn't feel quite ready for any of it. And then there's, there's this, this series of evidence that this woman really is super attractive compared to me physically. I'm not trying to be down on myself. Uh, She's just, you know, she's literally a model, and I'm literally not. And I I took those pictures, and I put them on the mirror today, and I smile. I really, I, I look so much better. I look so much happier. I look so much healthier. And if you put that same guy, the same guy that I am now, in, in, in those pictures... Even if he was the same weight, they would have come out a very different way. It would have come out with a much bigger smile and it would have come out with a much better posture and she would have had a, a bigger smile because I would have been having a better time. And it's this bittersweet, but mostly sweet at this point, memory. And so for the first time ever, there's a picture of somebody else and of me, either or plus both, on my mirror. I've never had a picture of anybody else or myself on my mirror before. Uh, the same is true with my, my, my desktop. I picked a picture that was from a very, very dark period. We're talking after the back break, after I started drinking to get to sleep, uh, a after all kinds of, of misfortune in my life. It's just, a, it's just a shameful period of my life, a painful period of my life. I'm, I'm ashamed of my behavior and actions in response to the pain and difficulty and setbacks of my life. Uh, I don't. I don't think a lot of people are expected to be as chipper and sunshine and optimistic as possible when they become literally bedridden overnight. When they when they become chair bound and they they go from a life of of irritation to pain. But I failed the test worse than most, and I don't say that because I'm hard on myself. I say that because I did. I I gave two into abuse and I and, and self-abuse and the idea of well it's never going to get any better and any time that I tried to get out of that stage that's exactly the voice that wants what's it matter it's never going to get any better and and so I have a lot of shame and there's a lot of echoes in my head but I've also come so much further since then and bittersweet as it is confrontational as it is looking back at me it's also kind of nice there 
There used to be nothing but pure shame and anger at that version of me. But enough time has passed, and I've grown enough where I want to befriend him. And I want to give him a handshake, and I want to tell him that he can do it, even if he is me. And even if he did blow that off, and even if he was as horrible as I remember, <laughs> there's still a gratitude and appreciation for the suffering that he went through to get me where I am now, to get me to a place where the same people that are still in, in our lives, collective me, me in this past him, uh, are very happy with who I am and, and how I treat things these days. So... I, I hung up these pictures, and like I said, I've been really good with diet, by and large. Uh, I've essentially not been eating out at all, at all, not been ordering in at all, at all. And then the only exception is, like, when I'm out, I will pick up something uh, on occasion, but it's always like a Chick-fil-A sandwich or something, and, like, literally a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And I'm a big guy, so I can eat a lot of fucking chicken, even if it's fried. And so I'm just really happy that it's been since October that I've been basically perfect, not drinking uh, and, and not eating bad for me, except for ordering in once a week or less than and uh, drinking some booze around the holidays, uh, Thanksgiving and, and between Christmas and New Year's. <clears throat> and uh, boy, I, I just, I, I, it's nice to say it, and I've said it a couple of times, so forgive me if I, if I repeat myself, but it was nice. So I used to have a piece of paper over the door, and uh, this is kind of crazy, and it just had written on it, please close the door if you rob me, basically. The cat is the only thing I care for in the world. Take everything else. Uh... I put that up just kind of like I was a last-ditch hope-beyond-hope effort since I live in a bad neighborhood and people do get broken into around here when they leave the house. So I uh, I took that off a while ago because I realized that's kind of crazy town and you shouldn't see that every day. It's not good for your head to see that every day. So I took that away. And then uh, I, I, I didn't know what to replace it with. <laughs> And so today when I was thinking about how do we extend this idea of gratitude and appreciation for how, how, how well things have, have gone in this period of horrible, horrible misfires and miscalculations, <laughs> uh, all things considered, how, how well you've been treated by the ladies of the night and how, how hard you're working on treating yourself better. So I, I wrote down a couple of the shameful... Uh, measurements and and what have you and and just just basic metrics, height, weight, things like that. And to look at that when I'm leaving, when I'm preparing myself, when I'm trying to wrap myself up, right to go to the grocery store or to to uh, go to the gym. Or to just get over a PTSD block, like, I have to take my car to a new mechanic. I can't keep driving around town. I have to go to a new mechanic. And that's, the closer I get to the door, the harder that is. The closer I get to the door, the easier it is to say, hey, man, if you take your car to a mechanic, society thinks you're winning. 
which it kind of does, even though I want to change. Um, so having that by the door so far, double-edged sword, bittersweet, like I said earlier, but it's nice. It's a, it's a constant kind of reminder. It's a constant sort of reminder that I have totally transformed my life and not because of any reason that I find faulty in anyone else. Some people, you know, they get down to their last burnt bridge before they have to start changing things, and I didn't. I I didn't hit that rock bottom. I hit what I thought was rock bottom and 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 got back up from there and then just kind of just sometime later went, "Well, fuck this. I want to I want to fly." And just started trying. And I feel really, really proud that that was the impetus to change between those numbers and where I am now. I'm deeply prideful of it, um, especially with all the setbacks and miscalculations and misfires I've suffered. Um, and lastly on that one, you can hear me getting a bit emotional here. Uh, I did just sort of a kind of a funny third thing, and I'm going to have to do it over and over again. I know that I make a few too many pop culture references, but forgive me, this one really did have a big impact on me. I'm still thinking about this moment uh, over a decade on, probably about 15 years at this point, and it was just a TV show, and it wasn't that big of a deal. It was called My Name is Earl. It's about a a, a shitty two-bit con man who tries to start making right, and the premise of the show is that he has a list and that he writes down all the bad things he's done to all the bad people and he scratches them off one by one. And over the course of this episode of this show, which I which I enjoyed overall, but this it's this one moment that still sticks with me all these years long. Uh, he wants to make his list right. He wants to he wants to help a person. There's a fair coming through town, so it's a time sensitive thing to help this person. And his brother is is a good uh, natured dimwit who just wants to do something fun at the state fair, right? He wants, he's all business. His brother wants to just have fun, but he's very good natured about it. Uh, His brother, uh, he, Earl, keeps pushing his brother off. At the end of the episode, he realizes that he's been really mean to his brother, not horrible, but just not the brother he wants to be to uh, the guy he's looking out for, his dim-witted brother who needs a little bit of help and care. And so he does something really nice at the state fair at the very end, essentially, for his brother. And then at the, I think it's the only time in the course of the show, he crosses off the name or, or the bad deed that he had made right, but then he writes a new one. Again, you can hear me getting emotional. And he, uh, he writes effectively, be good to your brother. And then the narration says, uh, and this is the thing that I put on the list where I realize not everything's going to get scratched off. I don't want to scratch that one off. I want to put that one on there to always try and be a better brother to him. I don't even have a fucking brother, and I'm tearing up just relating this. And it just, it hit me so hard. 
I had, before I seen the show, uh, My Name is Earl, studied Buddhism. It's uh, The show is a little bit about karma. And I mean, really studied it. I know a lot of teenagers say, I like totally studied Buddhism. But I went to a temple, and I gave, before I saw this episode, I went to a Buddhist temple over and over. And I read a fair few books, and I gave up eating meat entirely for years. And, 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 like I really looked at Buddhism because I found there to be a lot of wisdom and value there. So just this idea of someone taking their karmic debt and their karmic shame and adding to it without shame or guilt and, and, and putting a responsibility on there that they enjoyed, that they cherished, that also made them a better person, it was this real moment for me. My relationship with guilt and shame, if you go back further in the podcast, not at all a shocker or a surprise to anyone. And uh, not to get too deep or, or, or to, to spill too much of the secret sauce, but is why I don't do degradation, degradation the same way as a lot of other people. And I don't try and hit the guilt and shame modifiers when I'm in that role. I don't say, you should have done this. You're supposed to do that. You're bad if you don't do it this way. I, I try to stay very clear of that, and I definitely don't do full sessions centered around that tentpole. Uh, because of my own personal relationship, I just, I don't find it sexy. I don't find it conductive. I could fake it, but I wouldn't be into it. Yada, 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 yada. And so all of my lists up until that point, and for a fair bit after, and everything that I tried to do to make things right was based out of this idea of shame and perfectionism and vanity. And I need to be so good I need to be so right, uh, then people will love me, then nobody will leave me, then everybody will treat me great, effectively. And it was, again, this real realization from a silly TV show that I still try and, and think of and use all these years on, that this is part of the gift, too. <laughs> Making amends is part of the gift, too. Being alive is a gift, and being wrong and making mistakes is a gift, and fixing it is a really great gift, because you're not always going to have that ability or that chance. And what's better than fixing it all and thinking that it's a gift is really and truly wanting to do it not for reward or to make amends, but to have the best gift that you can, to share the best gift that you can, to take the best parts of something and to hand it out as gifts, as though you are a gardener, as though you have grown something in the ground with your mistake, and you have harvested the fruit from it, and then you have turned that fruit or that, that labor into something else that you give in a jar or a gift basket or just to put on someone's table or desk. Just that same way that the apple 
is separated from the apple tree and the leaves and the fertilizer and the dirt and the work, so the same is becoming a better person in your own eyes, in your own heart, and, and trying to forward that across the world. Uh, and when I say across the world, I mean in your, in your living room. I mean in your workplace. I mean down the street, because it gets across the world, I promise. Just got to go in real quick. So to end that on one last little positive note, uh, a little a little quote that somebody gave me recently that I think is quite good. Uh, all of you are here because you want to save the world. But it's okay if you only save one person. And it's really okay if that one person is yourself. That's fine, too. That's still saving the world. <laughs> it may not feel like it, and no one's going to write a comic book, probably, but it is. So just wanted to leave on that note, uh, since we did get a little bit philosophical there. Uh, now, lastly, a lot of you don't like it whenever I apologize, but I gonna so deal with it uh, apologies that this is not a storied episode i know that i've been kill it uh since november i feel very strong about that and uh, i feel very good about it just a couple of things happened this week uh mostly with ali being out i had a little bit of a backlog of work and oh goodness you can hear uh it's definitely time to stop recording so uh ali was out uh this week and last week, so there was a little extra work for me to do. That's why I'm behind. That's why this is not scripted and put up. Uh, it's not because there wasn't a piece. It's because there wasn't a piece that I could get edited in time by myself uh, to get out there. But don't worry. We will keep trucking along. It will be new storied pieces, hands over heart, uh, throughout February. It will be. And then into whenever I take my break in March, I still haven't finalized those plans Apologies, just waiting on a couple of pieces of information before I do decide when I am taking some time off in March. It will just be one to two episodes, that's it, and then right back into it and rolling right along for another three months at least, uh, getting better and better at this all the time. So thank you very much for this one. Uh, it is just a man sounds and rambles. I hope you enjoyed the rambles. I hope you enjoyed me getting way too emotional about a TV show from the mid-2000s for no goddamn reason. Uh, and I, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend ahead of you. You deserve it, darling. Have a good one. <laughs>